0: What's and you're watching and listening to Peak to Pit, Allie Peak, TJ Pittinger talking all things FSU and Florida in the college football offseason. Got a little product placement here with the Chick fil A. They want to sponsor <laughs> us, that would be great. Yeah, what are they waiting um, on? <laughs> what are they waiting on? We, th- this house, like lives on Chick fil A. The Lord's Chicken gets consumed in this house we- at least once a week.
1: Yeah, we went today. My, uh, we were trying to kill some time. <laughs> we were trying to kill some time because Dad forgot that Bryant had a dentist appointment. But Whoops. if I would have remembered that, we wouldn't have been killing time. But I was like, "Hey, you guys want some ice cream?" And they were like, "Chick Fil A ice cream." And I was like, "Yeah, you get it every time. We get a kids meal, but I usually just eat it. But this time I went, and, <laughs> I went and got it and gave it to him. And I got a, I got a large Chick Fil A drink too. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. Um, from, yeah, hey, yeah. If they'd like to pay us. That'd be great. Um Pete to Pit brought to you by Brunt Insurance. You can give Greg and the team a call. If you're watching, if you're listening to this, at 954-589-2204 for all of your insurance needs. We'll give them a plug and a shout out again a little bit later, but uh let's jump right into it. I wanted to talk to you tonight. Um, and If you guys are watching, if you guys listen later, make sure that you're commenting. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We're kind of switching up some of the way that we do content and some of the way that we talk about the Knolls and Gators. So do us a favor and hit the subscribe button, hit the thumbs up button. And then we'd love to see your comments. We'd love to kind of hear what you guys think uh, about what we're saying as well. But tonight we want to talk about the 2023 season. And I posed a question, Allie. We talked about this a little bit. And we're not going to agree here. So if you're new to the channel, this is just what happens. We're not going to necessarily agree, but for good reason, I think. Is the 2023 football season more important for the Florida Gators or for the Florida State Seminoles? Obviously, every fan is going to take – their side, because if things are well and going good with your team, who cares what your rival is doing? But I think there are probably arguments for both. I can see arguments for both. Obviously, as an FSU fan, I'm going to take the FSU side of this. As a Gator fan, I would expect you to do the same. But I can see both sides of this. I do want to talk about it, though, and kind of get some of your thoughts. So let's uh, let's start with Florida first. Let's talk a little bit okay. about what you think and why this year is so important for UF. And then I'll chime in with some thoughts and then we'll move on to Florida state and then see, if, see how much we can argue tonight.
0: So I actually think this is going to be slightly shocking to you, but I think the 2023 season is more important for Florida state than it is for Florida.
1: Oh, um, yeah.
0: Curveball coming your made way. Maybe
1: heel. All right. Very good.
0: Right. Okay. So I'll tell you why I think, Both seasons are important, right? I mean, I think every season is important, but I think both seasons are important for totally different reasons, or maybe not totally different reasons, actually, now that I think about it. But this is Napier's second year. This is going to be his first year with majority Napier recruited players, whether that's guys that he signed in his bump class or whether that's guys more importantly, truly, I think that that came over from the transfer portal or that were in his first signing class, because those are the guys making more of an impact this upcoming year, right? Like uh, odds are his bump class isn't uh, having a ton of starters this season from from there, but he's run off or they've chosen to go in opposite a different direction. Most of Mullen's players, guys that were still there, I would say that this is probably a 75-25 Napier to Mullen team at this moment, which means now it's time to live or die by the guys you brought in for your system. Um, I think this season is important in that the way this season goes will determine whether year three is the last opportunity he gets, or maybe he'll be like Norvell and he gets you know, a four or five out of that. But I think it's important for that reason. But I don't think it's important in that I, regardless of what happens in this season, I don't believe he's going anywhere unless there's some sort of scandal that happens off the field or something like that. Like, I don't think there's a scenario where he leaves, he gets fired, after only his second season, no matter how this year goes. I think that seat could potentially get really, really hot, but he's going to be here no matter what. Do you
1: think, okay, so we we say that, but like if they go two and 10, I think they would fire him, right? Like I, I, I know that. So like, I just don't really foresee a way that Florida goes two and 10. Like I will back up and say that, like I think that there's enough on the schedule where really the floor for the Gators is is there a doomsday
0: scenario because like if you're two and but, ten,
1: then you're like losing the locker room. So like that's the only now again, I don't foresee Florida going two and ten, but
0: I think I mean, they That's would. a that's a doomsday scenario. I think it's very, very, very unlikely one that two and ten happens. But I just I think there's not a lot of potential scenarios where Napier doesn't get a year three. Um, I think it would have to be like a really drastic situation, and I just I don't foresee. Uh, that happening. I honestly think that he's too organized and too good of a CEO to hit the floor that low, um, which would be required. I mean, I I think like, I mean, McElwain was gone after two and a half years, which is the shortest tenure of uh, Florida coaches in any recent memory. And some of that had to do with um, own relationship with the media some of that had to do with the fact that there were players going to like Gainesville Health and Fitness to work out and hiring their own trainers and that was getting out like I don't think it really had just to do with the product on the field um why McIlwain didn't get that full third year I think that there was other off the field things uh at play so I just it's gonna more than likely here for year three. Now, whether or not that seat is really hot for year three obviously does depend completely on year two. I think, so let's say Florida wins seven to eight games this year. I think you then got to win 10 in year three. You win 10 in year three, you absolutely get a year four and you kind of, you know, go on from there. But I, um, the seat is hot if there's less than seven to eight wins. And you know, I've been watching your uh, Twitter and you you come on the show and you tell me you think that this schedule is harder than last year's schedule, and I said it was easier or whatever. And then you're on Twitter talking about how it should be easy for Florida to get 10 wins. So I don't know this trolling that you're doing, TJ.
1: Yeah, you gotta leave the you gotta don't bite on any of the Twitter stuff. I
0: Although mean, I, I will say it,
1: here and here's what's tough, you know, completely, completely realistic. When you look at the amount of talent, right? Just straight talent that Florida is going to have on their roster. Sure. Compared to every other team that they play, they should win eight to nine games this year, right? Yeah. Especially considering the games that are probably toss-ups. Like when you look at the amount of talent on Florida State's roster and Florida's, though Florida State brings back a lot of guys, when you look at how people were recruited and, where all of that falls, blue chip ratio. Florida's got a better blue chip ratio than Florida state mm-hmm. does going to the 2023 campaign. And so when you look at that, Florida should win.
0: Yeah. But when you're when you talking look at about talent like, let's roster, like Florida shouldn't be example. losing to
1: Florida shouldn't be losing to the Kentuckys of the world and they shouldn't be losing to the Vandy's of the world. And if you I literally just flip those that. two Florida gets to eight wins regular season and they probably care more about their bowl game and may get to nine just last year. And so, like, I don't think that that's a a wildly outrageous take that you just need to beat the teams that you need to beat. Like, Florida should not lose to uh, – acceptable losses to me for Florida this year are Georgia. I think LSU is an acceptable loss. I don't know that Tennessee is. Uh, Utah is probably an acceptable loss. Like, I think that game is, is fine if Florida loses that um, first game of the year out in – Utah. And I think Florida State's an acceptable loss, but I think that's a game that Florida should be in. And so I think you're you're looking at like three games where you'd say, okay, yeah, Florida could could lose these games and, and I don't like they can't lose to Arkansas. They can't lose right. to Kentucky again this year. They can't drop one in right. Missouri. They can't drop to South Carolina, which they did a good job against them last year. So like when you look at the amount of talent that Florida has, yeah. they need to win these games. Well, so and if, when if you not, say then that's an issue. The
0: example that you brought up with Florida State um, Florida has more blue chip talent. They do. But when you look at a team that is now going into, what, that'll be year five for Norvell, um, it's completely his guys, completely his system. I think that there is um, the difference between a very talented team that is just learning how to play together under this coach than Florida State playing under the same coach for the last five years. I mean, I I think that was that is not a great example. Now should Florida beat Missouri every time? Yes. Kentucky every time Vandy every single time. Um, I, I think all of those things are true. South Carolina will be interesting because they were really trending upwards towards the end of the year. So if they pick up right where they left off, off, then I think that it is totally in the realm of possibilities that South Carolina is in that game. I think that that team is trending in the right direction. So You know, will they start the season at that same place? I don't know. You know, time will tell on that. But I think that South Carolina is an incredibly talented team that Florida has historically had problems with.
1: Yeah, tough game. Here's what – and here's what's tough, right?
0: South Carolina is a trap game. It is. I mean,
1: that's – It is. And I agree with you to an extent that –
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
1: because those guys have been in Norvell's system for longer, um, he's he's been their coach, whatever, all, all that stuff. That I mean, that might be true with Florida State, but then you look across the across the SEC to LSU, and you know that argument doesn't hold up as much, right? Because those guys but LSU no has
0: way- had higher ranked talent for the last ten years than Florida. So yes, do they have a new coach? They absolutely do. But if you're like the talent on LSU's roster is still better than the talent that's on Florida's roster. If you're looking at roster at a whole, as a whole. Um, and I'm, listen, I want Florida to beat LSU, but I think that, I think that that's a different that's LSU is different than looking at Arkansas than looking at Vanderbilt than looking at Missouri, than looking at even South Carolina and even getting to Tennessee.
1: I definitely think they're different. And here's, here's what I would look at when I look at, when you look at the total team composites, right, which we've talked about in the past, LSU was eight. Florida was 14, and Florida State was 17. So they were all within about nine spots, right? Yeah, but and you're I know, the that, I know that's big, that talks
0: about the. Big, I know that's a the big, big gaps between.
1: Right, I know that's a big difference, but like when you look at the totality of college football, and there's 130 teams, nine spots at the top legitimately of college football have a
0: spot in playing in. A playoff, or uh, you know, their conference championship, or whatever else. It's not that many. Well, we're talking about nine seventeen. That, we're
1: talking about three teams that all played each other within one score. LSU and Florida State, one score. Florida and Florida State, one score. LSU and Florida, uh, was it ten late? But I think it was like a one score game until like maybe yeah. LSU kicked. Him. So I mean, we're not talking about like teams that are well above. But Florida was the team that came out on the on the losing end of really really close games last year. Right between both those teams, and so that's where I think yeah. Florida. Again, I'm not saying they need to beat LSU next year. I think that that's probably a game that you know going into Baton Rouge they probably end up dropping. But I do think it. You know, Florida is going to be the more talented team in Billy's second year with his players, probably seven times this year. So sure. I sure, I think you that's know, a fair Georgia, statement. Georgia, Utah, LSU, Florida State. I mean, and then Tennessee maybe. Central- it, Tennessee's maybe a question mark. So I think you you need to win seven or eight games. And then you probably need to find a way to upset somebody. Like you need to find a way. Like that's what college felt like you got to find a way to upset somebody you're not supposed to. Florida actually did a good job with that last year by beating Utah week one. They just never really capitalized on it and and kind of let things slip away. Florida State did a good job of that last year, week one, beating a team that they weren't the supposed that, to beat.
0: But uh, I think I mean, that's I something
1: think that Florida needs to get to is that good. eight, nine-ish win mark.
0: I mean, looking at Florida's schedule, outside of Georgia, where where I still think that there is a massive talent gap, Florida should be in every single game on their schedule next year. Does that mean that they win them? Obviously not. But I think looking at the schedule, I don't think that there is a game on there outside of Georgia where there, it's not going to be a dogfight. But honestly, looking at it, I do think there's an outside possibility. Florida's going into Georgia 7-0. I think the biggest question mark on the, the first chunk of the season – is a toss-up between Utah and Tennessee. Florida opens with Utah. They can go to Salt Lake, walk away with the victory. They come home and have McNeese State. That means that they're going into Tennessee in Gainesville, 2-0, having beat a ranked Utah team at that point. Uh, Hooker, no matter how fast his recovery is, is not going to be back by week three. Um, So you take care of business there. Week four, you get Charlotte. That should be a no-brainer. Week six, you get Kentucky. That game is in Kentucky, which is another one of those, like, Florida plays them close all the time. Could be a trap game, but you beat Kentucky. The next week, you've got Vanderbilt. You should take care of business at Vanderbilt. Then you've got South Carolina. It's in Columbia. So, again, another – it's a, a tougher place to play. It's a place that Florida struggled in the past. But you get through there, you're going into Georgia 7-0. and I think the second half of the season, the way that it – is lined up is tougher. You have Georgia, you should beat Arkansas, but then you've got LSU, you should beat Missouri, but then you've got Florida State. So your your challenges are the second half of the season, which I think kind of bodes well for a team that is going to be figuring things out with each other, that is talented, but is going to have to figure out, do we gel, do we fully get the system, do we buy into what's going on? And if you're gonna have a nice season, you want those bigger games in the second half.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, again, soccer here. I don't know that I agree. I think there are a lot of challenges in that front half too. I don't remember I think you,
0: LSU ever being this late in the season. It's November 11th, which is crazy. Cause it is always the first week of October ish.
1: Um, yeah, always a lot earlier, but I do think there are a lot of challenges in that front end. Like I don't, I mean, you know, there's, if, if they go into that Georgia game seven and oh, I, I think they ought to build Napier a statue because I think, I think the fact that Utah, I think Utah on the road is really, really tough. Yeah, I mean, um, with a, with a, a, a team that is almost brand new. I mean, Florida brings back, we'll talk about returning production, but Florida brings back about yeah. 52% of the returning production. I just think that that's going to be really tough. Week one again, Tennessee, I think it'd be really tough. Even if it is um, Milton, he looks great against nope, looks
0: great. The, and, yeah.
1: and you know, at Kentucky, I think Kentucky did a really good job of getting – not that I think all three of these teams win. But I think Kentucky yeah. did a really good job of getting Leary. And I think they're going to, yeah. ha- you know, have a really good quarterback again next year. And, you know, that's always just kind of a weird, awkward place. And then, like you yeah. said, South Carolina is really, really tough. I And I don't – I'm not making a joke with this, but, I mean, Florida can't even overlook Vandy. I mean, based on what happened right. last year. so. I don't know, seven and zero.
0: Well, I'm not saying they are going seven and zero. I just think that it is a it is a possibility that they go in seven and zero. I I mean, Florida doesn't run the table this season. Don't get me wrong. There's losses to come. I just think that the the tougher matchups are the second half of the season. Florida will drop some. It's not like they're going undefeated or anything like that. But I think I personally would prefer the tougher matchups the second half of the of the year. I think that if you are going to have a shot in them better to get them in november than it is to get them in september
1: so let's we'll talk in another video another episode about expectations um so you've yeah. got florida state as the more important um i do more important year for either team and so i'll agree with that obviously i'll i'll take the notes on this too i think that you're you're spot on about florida i think that how florida's season Goes doesn't really matter again, unless it's like a 111 or two and 10 type scenario where things are going completely off the rails and you lose a locker room and stuff. Then it's probably just best to make a change. But if they go anywhere from six and six to eight and four, like I just don't think it really matters. I mean, eight and four, I think would would probably feel pretty good. I think eight and four
0: would be great. I think that's a set. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I think as long as you're like around the five and seven, six and six, seven and five range, I mean, then it just, it is to me, it's a mirror image of what um Norvell's year three was, right? It's like, all right, well, two under under underperforming years to start. We need to we need to be better year three. And you know, Florida State was able to do that, and it would be on Billy to make sure that 2024 was better for UF. So yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I, I don't think the year, not that it doesn't matter, but I think he's still got the pass. Unless things just go crazy, mm-hmm. he's still yeah. got the pass. Uh Florida State's year going to come in with a lot of expectations. We'll talk about expectations later, but why do you, uh, why do you have Florida state in this spot as being uh, the year being a little bigger for them?
0: So a, a couple reasons, I think that expectations is a big part of it. Florida state finished the season with 10 wins. I think there's a lot of hype going into this off season. There'll be a lot of hype to start camp and, and uh, so that will be an added pressure that Florida State hasn't felt in this locker room under Norvell. They haven't felt the pressure of we should win our conference. We should take care of you know everybody but Clemson on our on our schedule. Or maybe LSU, I guess, because you guys uh, open with LSU. But like it, looking at Florida State's roster and looking at their schedule, they should at a minimum go ten and two, and that's a lot of pressure. I think, for a team that hasn't felt that type of pressure. The other thing that I think is that uh, Norvell, it, there's a lot of expectations and pressure because his recruiting has to improve. If you get 10 wins, let's say he goes ahead and gets 10 wins this season, but is still going to finish somewhere you know, between 10 and 15 recruiting-wise, I don't think that gets Florida State a national title. So then you have to start thinking about where are our expectations are we okay with a 10 win season year in and year out and and playing in our conference championship most of the time and that being our ceiling, or do we need to bring in a better recruiter and i think um and i'm not saying florida state needs to fire norvell by any means i just think there's going to be a lot of pressure because in the beginning it was how can we expect him to recruit a highly signed class when this team has you know wins five games or does whatever like he's going to have to rebuild this whole image to get recruits to come here well now he has now he's won 10 games and we but to be a contender on a regular basis you are going to need to finish at least top 8 all of the time but there's an argument to be made for top 5 to every two of every four years or something like that, to at least have a, a shot at continually being a playoff team. And so I think the pressure's on now to prove that he can do that. He's done a great job in the in the transfer portal. I think he's done a good job signing guys of need to positions of need, but he hasn't cracked that uh, you know, upper echelon of recruiting. And so I I, I do think there's got to be pressure there.
1: Yeah. I was talking to somebody earlier this week and I think you're spot on. I think he absolutely has to recruit better. They should sign a pretty good, pretty, pretty large class this year. Mm -hmm. And so even if it's not like, which they have a five-star committed there, they have another five-star that they're heavily in the mix for. And and a lot of people would say that, you know, Florida state leads for him. So if they're able you know, last year, um, two teams signed more than one five-star, uh, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, back that up. Eight teams signed more than one five-star. Um, so, I mean, that, you know, if you're only one of eight teams to do that on any given year, and I'm sure there's some years that number six, some years it's 10, I'm sure, sure it fluctuates within there. Um, so if you're one of the only eight teams to sign two elite guys, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that certainly takes them a step forward. But even with that, it's going to be a huge class because they yeah. had so many guys come back this year, Right. that last COVID year of eligibility that are going to be gone next year. No matter how good or bad this season goes, sure. Jordan Travis and Johnny Wilson and Trey Benson and Jared Verse and... Two or three offensive linemen and Fabian Lovett, who came back. Both linebackers are going to be gone. You know, like there's, there's going to be a lot of guys that move on, and so they're going to be able to take a lot of kids. Um, first of all, and so I think that, uh, yeah, if he can't now again, wills go off, you know, they get way off the rails and way off track and win seven games this year, then yeah, I, mean, I don't, they're not going to recruit a top ten class. I don't think. I think they lose a lot of those guys. But if they do about what they should and win. 9, 10, 11 games, somewhere in there, then I think, yeah, you, you should certainly see a top 10-ish class, right? Like, I think mm-hmm. you should be in that 7 to 10 range, if not better, um, you know. But to be better than that, then you're talking about, ups, you know, uh, upseeding some of those absolute elite powers, right? Like, who, right. who are you knocking out of the top five, right? You're knocking Clemson out. But you've got out, to, to if
0: you're going to... Oh, you're yeah. it has to be done...
1: <laughs> I just think that, you know, those teams, what's tough is those teams have sustained success and they're winning 10, 11, 12 games every single year. And so Florida State just winning 10 games, one or two years, doesn't automatically supplant what Ohio State's done for the last decade. Right. So you're not kicking Ohio State out. We're not kicking Bama out. We're not kicking Georgia out. So the prospects of this year finishing top five, even with a 10 win season, to me, seem pretty slim. Because those teams you're competing for—the Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio States—they're all winning. They're the They've 14, all won ten though. games year after year, and they're not letting up anytime soon. So I think yeah, you have to—you you have to take be better
0: the, than fourteen. I,
1: I think you have to start to take those smaller steps up. Right. This year has to be about getting inside the top ten. And if that's eight, that's eight. Right. If that's ten, that's ten. Then it's about moving up. Can can next year? Can the twenty five class be yeah. closer to five? Can it be at six? Right. And then if you, you won finish with the wins, top
0: 10 class continuously, you're going to finish with 10 wins pretty consistently, sure. you, which is you know really, a step in the right direction for sure.
1: You've got to really screw things up to not. So yeah, I mean, I think that's where they need to be. I think that, you know, that's a big pressure situation. I think the other side of it is, like you said, Norvell has never had to motivate people with expectations. And this is what I had a couple conversations about this week. Somebody asked me, if you're Norvell, how do you keep – the expectations in the news and the media and the press clippings and everything that everybody's having to, everybody's saying, yeah. how do you keep that out of your players' minds? And here's my take. I want to get your take on this. I said, if I'm Norvell, I'm not. I want them reading everything that they see. I want them hearing all of it. And I want them to embrace it. And I want to tell them, yes, you are this good. Don't shy away from it. Don't hide from it. Don't be scared of it. You are this good. Now you've got to go out and prove it. Now you've got to go out and back it up. Because on paper, you're this good. Everyone thinks it. Everybody thinks you're going to be a top five team to start the year. Everybody thinks that Travis is a a contender for the Heisman. There's a reason Vegas has you top eight right now in championship odds. If I'm Norvell, I'm not wasting time trying to hide that from my players. Because first of all, that's impossible with social media. That's impossible with you know our iPhones that we have out 90% of the day. I, I'm embracing it. I'm 100% yeah. saying, no, no, no. We're not shying away from any of this. You guys are a dang good football team. Now you need to go out and play like it. Read your press clippings. Yes, all of that that they're saying is about you. Now you need to live up to it. And so you're going to do one of two things. You're either going to live up to it, or you're going to fall flat on your face because you couldn't live up to it. And so that's kind of, I think that's more of how, I I don't think there's any like trying to protect them from the noise or shield them from what people are saying. I mean, you know, Florida state started a freaking Heisman campaign for, for Jordan Travis. uh, Right. They're not shying away from it. I don't think that they're trying to shy away from any of that. I think they're trying, I think they're trying to embrace it. And the big thing for Florida state this year is it's all going to be in how they start, you know, LSU week one, in Clemson week four. And mm-hmm. so you've got an oper- – and then from there, not that upsets can't happen, but if Florida State starts the year 4-0, I think they're going to the playoff, right? I think if they beat LSU and Clemson, I, I just don't think there's enough left on their schedule to worry me because you could drop a game throughout the rest I of the mean,
0: year.
1: Um, and you'd be fine. So I- I'm not predicting that. I don't think they start the year 4-0. But if you start 2-2, two and two, every goal that you had – Well, you could still make the ACC championship. And so you could still get to theoretically 11 and two by winning the ACC championship, but then you're just going to a New York six bowl. Right. Which again, if you'd have told me when he took over in year four, you're going to New York six bowl, you're going to win the ACC. I probably would have taken that. Um, But I think that it's all about how quickly they start. um, Because it's all right there in front of you. you. Don't get Clemson in like late October, like you normally do. And right. so you have a lot of time to continue to build hype. It'll all be either realized or kind of extingu- extinguished uh, pretty early. So thoughts on all that? Thoughts on so, embracing the hype and then.
0: Um. So I would definitely not pull the you know, like the the way the Kansas City Chiefs presented themselves this year was so annoying to me. Like the everybody doubted us and blah 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 literally no one doubted you and this is your second super bowl in in the last four years like literally no one was doubting you this is dumb so i would definitely not go that route i almost think i would go the history and legacy route like you guys have an opportunity to live up to this name and, and do something that this name used to do on a really regular basis you have Former guys that are, you know, that this program was built on their back. They're counting on you. You can bring some honor back to a name that used to carry a lot of clout in college football. You can do that. You are talented enough to do that. Are you going to take that step or are you going to be like the Florida State teams of late that drop a game that they shouldn't at least once a season that, you know, has has been Subpar. I I mean I'm I might go the history and legacy way, but I mean I don't think you can't hide it, right? Like you can't shield them from it. It's it's gonna be on the news when they turn it on. It's gonna be whatever. I just think you do have to be very careful of the you are this good, because we're talking about college kids that get big egos and big heads, and then you put an NIL in there too, and whatever that I could see that going off the rails, but I would potentially put the pressure on them of it is now up to you to bring the standard back, um, and you you are capable of it. Let's see if you can live up to it. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I definitely not shield him from it. Don't hide from it. There's not. That's that's not the right uh, move, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. So it, I think it's a different it's a different coaching job that he has to do this year. Mm-hmm. Um, than yeah. he's ever had to do. It's,
0: it's easier to coach when you have no expectations. Right. And it's easier to motivate too, because you can say it's us against the world. Look at those newspaper clippings. Nobody believes in you. Nobody thinks you have a chance to make the conference championship game. Look at the Vegas odds. They don't think you're going to beat so-and-so, so-and-so and so-and-so let's prove to them that you can. That's a much easier motivational tactic than like, yeah, you're good. Don't screw up.
1: Yeah, because when you lose those games, nobody cares, right? Hey, you were right, supposed to lose this game anyway. Otherwise. you know, right. you lost to Clemson. I mean, we've all played this game, you know, at some point or another, but you lost to Clemson by six. Hey, good job. You haven't beat him in seven years, but at least this year you kept it close, right? Like, I'm sure that's not what Norvell was saying in the locker room, no, but, but like, you, hey, you
0: Clemson do- is happy to sneak away with this one. Yeah, David all. you are in it to the last second. I am proud one of be One to move
1: yeah. forward. Next year is one we play away. We are so close. For sure. Yeah. And so it's going to be different this year, right? Now, I do think Clemson will be a favorite, and that game's on the road. And I think Clemson wins that game. But I think you'll probably get them in a rematch in Charlotte. And, and to me, that's, you know, the, the best-case scenario for Florida State is you come out and you beat LSU. And then I think there's very little pressure on – there's going to be pressure. But I think there's less pressure on Florida State when they go and play at Clemson, right? Right. Um, because if you lose that game – you can still make the ACC championship with the new ACC format, um, and you'll get a chance in a rematch. And if you yeah. get a chance in a rematch on a neutral field,
0: everybody wants the to be yeah. that team that lost the first game.
1: Sure, and and if you if you beat LSU and you lose to Clemson, but then beat them in a rematch, and you're twelve and one, and two and zero against the SEC, and you've avenged your loss against Clemson. I mean, you're going to the playoff as the twelve and one so ACC. So let
0: me ask you this. Let's say Florida State comes out and loses to LSU. How do you keep the train on the tracks from that, and for, especially from a hype perspective when they've listened to this all season long? Yeah, you know, all I mean, season
1: long. I think you do go back to some of that history stuff that you talked about, right? I think you go back to the fact that Florida State won their first national title by losing, you know, the, and losing the game, and they still were able to come back and win it. Florida's won three national titles mm-hmm. without going undefeated. Ohio State just a couple of years ago. Lost their opener against Virginia Tech and came out in 2014 won at all. So I think you kind of you know say every goal that we have in front of us is still there, right? If Florida State loses to LSU and then runs the table and goes 12 and 12 and one at that point, winning the ACC, I mean they're still in the playoff. And so every goal that you would have in front of you is still there. So I think it's you're certainly let down, but I mean just last year LSU lost to Florida State in week one and they still made it to uh, Atlanta and still made it to the SEC Well, I mean,
0: the, making it, by, it to Atlanta has happy. nothing to do with losing week one to Florida State, though. I mean, well,
1: I'm just saying, like, I think the, the goals that Florida, – like, Florida State's first goal this year is to, to make the ACC championship. Make it to the ACC Right, and so LSU was able to do that last year. They they lose right. an out-of-conference big hype game, and they still came out and upset Bama later in the year. And so I think that would – you know, the focus would shift. Hey, we lost to LSU. We need to go out and beat Clemson now, right? We, you yeah. know If you lose that one, I think it's – you still have a chance to make the ACC championship. You could still, at that point, you could still win the ACC by winning out and then beating Clemson in a rematch. Um, and then at that point, you're you're potentially, right, if you win all your other games, you're 10-2. and two, You're going to the uh, Orange Bowl because I think you finish like fifth or sixth. Like, I don't think you get in unless there's just like insane chaos. But so I think you're finishing like fifth or sixth. You're going to the Orange Bowl and it's a chance to, to win a big game. Not the season you wanted, but again, I, I think it would mean a lot for Florida State to finally win the ACC and try and take the conference back from Clemson. So yeah, um, But yeah, I think if you lose to LSU, I think it's just, I mean, you just got to move on. I mean, yeah. Florida State's done a really good job of bouncing back. And, you know, they, <coughs> I think they did a good job of bouncing back last year after losing, you know, they lost that Wake Forest game and then I thought they played really, really well in that first half against NC State and then just kind of like bone- but it wasn't like they lost that NC State game because they didn't get up for it. right? Like sure. they, they played up and then just had a bunch of mistakes. And then the very next sure. week, you had Clemson coming to town. And again, I think they played up for that game. I don't think they lost. that. It wasn't a situation where they let one loss turn into another. Um, so they mm-hmm. did a good job bouncing back this year when they lost games. They did a good job bouncing back when there was adversity within games. Um, you know, they trailed in the first half, both against Florida and Oklahoma. And those games were tied very late. And they had to go down for game-winning drives very late in both games. And so sure. I think that they've done a good job of bouncing back under Norvell. And so, yeah, yeah I don't, I'm not predicting like, oh, they lose to LSU. They'll just be- bounce back and beat Clemson because I think that game is very, very tough. But, you know, right. I don't think it'd be like, oh man, they lost to LSU. Now that now everything goes off the rails. Fortunately right. after LSU, they've got a pretty easy game against Southern Miss They should win that. And they go on the road to BC. They should win that really, no matter what. I mean, I think they could be yeah. with their backup quarterback in. So, you know, they're going to be two and one at worst heading into Clemson. That'll I, I think that'll be college game days weekend. Just looking at the other games that, that are going on. And yeah. so there'll be the hype and excitement around it. And so if they can, you know, they'll do their best to try and bounce back. But, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt if Florida State wins against LSU, I think they're ranked something like third or fourth in the country. You know, I think yeah. they're going to start the year around five, you know, anywhere from like four to seven or eight. Maybe nine, but th- that feels a little low. Um, so I think they're going to start around five. And if they win that game against LSU, I think you're going to be looking at a top three team in the country. If they beat Clemson two weeks later, I mean, yeah, they, they'll certainly be entrenched in that number, in that top three, you know, somewhere in there yeah. if they start four and zero, oh. So we'll see.
0: Yeah going to be interesting i cannot wait Uh, it is unfortunately we got a long time till the season starts but i'm interested for spring ball to start up to kind of see um what these teams look like you know with the with the transfers in with some young guys in um it's gonna be i mean it's gonna be a fun off season
1: i think it will if you guys watch this if you listen to it make sure you do us a favor and hit the thumbs up button here on youtube make sure you're subscribed um, we'll we'll try and keep doing this on Wednesday night if that works well for people. We've kind of gone back and forth between Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But if people like it on Wednesday, then we'll we'll try and keep it consistent there. But we appreciate you guys for tuning in, for hanging out. Uh, appreciate Brunt Insurance. Um, you can give them a call at 954-589-2204 if you have any insurance needs. Anywhere in the great state of Florida, home car, boat, motorcycle, RV, trailer, whatever you're looking for. Greg is a Florida Gator. Don't hold that against him, but he will talk college football with you and then he'll save you some money on car, home, uh, whatever kind of insurance you may need. Brentinsurance.com works. Oregon, you can call them at 954-589-2204. Allie, you have anything before we wrap up? Anything else you no. want to talk about?
0: I think that's about it.
1: All right, that's all I've got. Um, tune in next week for so we can hear Ali tell you guys how Florida State's going 12-0 um, and win it Florida all Florida State. Season. Well, I will be – yeah, that's what I meant. I will be uh, – you think I'm unbearable now. You think 10 wins. I start. know. But you did get like three years of being better
0: than us. So I know, but you were unbearable during that time too. So
1: I I, I was very well versed in how to, how to spin. I feel like Barry Sanders sometimes just spinning, spinning around the, the, I know
0: you did have some good spin. And so it's interesting to (laughs) hear your takes now versus uh, then, but that's okay.
1: So I think next week we'll talk about, um, I think we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the returning production, what things look like. And then I think we'll, kind of start to move into some spring talk after that. So appreciate you guys for hanging out. Appreciate you guys for tuning in again. Make sure you're subscribed to that thumbs up button, chat with us down in the comments, and we will talk to you guys soon. Go Knowles. Go Gators.